This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Travel Is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. Hi, I'm Philip Bloch, CEO of Hotelers. And what I love about travel, it's the people behind. Hi, I'm Daniel Flynn. I'm business development manager at Hotelers. And what I love about travel is eating all the great food that I can't cook myself. You're about to hear from a founder who pivoted his B2B SaaS platform for travel agents into one of the fastest growing AI-powered corporate booking tools in the industry. Listen in to understand their approach to humanizing artificial intelligence. This is Travel Is Your Business, covering the intersection of technology and business in the travel industry. Cool. Welcome to the show, guys. How you guys doing? Welcome. Good. Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, good. Good. Um, uh, well, I got something straight for you. Um, what do you see changing in corporate travel bookings right now? If, if anything, is there anything changing or is it the same stuff and we're trying to layer on top of it? Yeah. Well, uh, the companies need to really look at their employees, the people, you know, because uh, I believe it changed over the time. Before we had just Amex, HRG, you know, Custom Wagon and all, all of those companies. And we had this high seniority levels, people who've been really well treated. But we also had this low seniority levels, that people been traveling in not very good conditions, right? But uh, today, I think we're going into the space where employees need to have a choice, first of all. Um, they need to be kind of um, well-treated and have an option to take a rest during their business trips. Yeah? So... Um, before that, all was going through emails, phones, and so on and so on. And uh, myself, as a frequent business traveler, I was suffering the situation where I was get, getting uh, offers by email, and that was just a text offer. And I was forced to go to Booking.com, Trivago, Kayak, and check the hotel, check the flight, if it's relevant for my trip. Today, the, the new tools gives you an option to really touch your offer, really uh, choose by yourself, by, by your heart, actually. I'm going to, let's say, San Francisco, and I want to stay with a hotel that is close to my uh, venues, but from the other side, I want to be uh, with a community. I want to be with a people. I want to... I wanna, you know, if you go three weeks for your business trip, you cannot uh, stay in the regular hotel. You cannot kind of uh, um, walk the same thing as you go for one, two days, right? Yeah. So um, I believe it's uh, it's the time that uh, the companies needs to look really carefully what their employees want to do and, uh, and kind of touch base this 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 stuff yeah who do you think is uh, from a client side who's prioritizing this is it the you know a lot of the times for for corporate travel bookings the cfo makes these decisions typically um but you know what you're talking about is really employee engagement and 
you know, typically comes out of culture or HR, you know, departments. Yeah. Like, how is that? How is that? How is that conversation going for onboarding new clients? And are they coming to you hoping that you'll resolve some of that, or is it the other way around? You kind of have to force it in. Well, Not force actually, it in, but completely like, you know, right. Address it. Uh, both personas, HR managers and CFOs are mm-hmm. our target personas. We go mm-hmm. to and um, and the CFOs are always about the money. You know, saving, 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 saving. But uh, the HR director, it's about making people feeling good. Yeah? Right. So <laughs> you need to you need to balance that. And uh, your uh, value proposition needs to be addressed to both of those personas. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's just to kind of add to that. Um, I suppose what was interesting about traditional systems was that everyone can identify with the pain of the traveler like i'm what no offense i work for you but uh, <laughs> i'm, I'm going to be 31 days on the road yeah it's if you've ever seen the movie um up in the air with george clooney where he lives <laughs> out of a suitcase everyone knows what a snippet of that looks like right and what we try and do is mitigate the discomfort if it's a good company you mitigate the discomfort felt by that traveler because they're out on the company they're trying to do business for your company you want them to perform well you want them to be happy but because of that there's a lot of waste built into a traditional booking system and the way you expedite a trip the way you uh, make the whole process go quicker was having tools to aid expenses having people to manage to travel for this person to take care of changes and that's great but what we found when we looked at it was that there's actually an enormous amount of waste like it takes about three hours average to plan, book, manage, and expense a trip. So every one of those trips that George Clooney took in that movie <laughs> was three hours of someone like Alan or Shelley sitting behind a computer sending emails and phone calls. Right. So to kind of touch on your question, who is coming to us and what is our profile to aim for, uh, a lot of forward-thinking executives and HR people are going, look, do I really need someone sending long email chains and making phone calls? Why can't I knock that waste out of my company entirely and have a better experience for the people supporting it and for the traveler themselves. And that's really where the solutions are emerging. Well, that's interesting. And I noticed on uh, Hotelers website that you guys do um, kind of a, a price per employee offer, but then also an enterprise mm-hmm. uh, offering. I'd be curious, those can be very, very different. Uh, not just very, <laughs> not they can, they are extremely mm. different. So um, how can the platform that you've developed, this SaaS platform, um, manage expectations across both of them? Did you go enterprise first or did you go SMB first? Yeah, it's at the beginning we started with enterprise, but uh, we need to realize that the goal of the business trip is not the saving, is to manage your your business right like uh, win your uh, deal or anything like that so um, uh, we believe that at the moment of course the enterprise is very important uh, because you know they pay checks (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) from the other perspective uh, they pay checks for the employees travels and um, and really, it's for example, Google. It's that was our first enterprise customer, and 
this organization is very much about the people who travels. Yeah, don't so, they have? Sorry to interrupt, but don't they have like an internal? Uh, yeah, they have Google tool? Trips. Yeah, right. That yeah. they built like um, not not the leisure external one. Didn't yeah, they yeah. build a corporate booking tool? Yeah, they have. Like, I think it's Google Trips, isn't that trips. what it's called? Yeah. Okay. And if you save, if you like stay in a friend's, stay in a friend's couch or whatever, they'll give you back what is it half the money that it would have been for the booking. Hundred dollars yeah, yeah. <laughs> for staying with yeah. your friends. Right. But uh, trips is only to get your caps. Okay. Yeah. So when you go, let's say to New York, you know that the hotel can be maximum two hundred dollars, for example, and the flight can be maximum four hundred dollars, and that's it. You cannot book in the trips. You need to go elsewhere, and you're booking your flight on the airlines. You're booking your hotel on a jet set, like an assessor. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Uh, what we're aiming to do is to unify all of this into one login. Because, you know, you don't want to go different websites and, you know, having this experience of login, 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 login. Yeah? Right. You want to click and then the magic happens. And <laughs> this is about Taylor's. Yeah? So what we're trying to, 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 to develop, it's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a human platform, but very much uh, backed up with uh, artificial intelligence. So, mm -hmm. in 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 the backend, there's a lot of operations going on. But the user himself, the traveler, doesn't need to know that. Uh, he he just want to click and make a decision. Uh, so, I believe it's uh, it's a time that this all this technology just arrived. Yeah, so uh, this can be applied and uh, the like giants of the market, I mean, like uh, Amex and other companies, they are too slow to adapt it. And that's why there is a space for the companies like hotelers to come to the market, win it. And become a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dream, right? Yeah. Well, the, it's um, a, an interesting market. Yeah, we were doing market sizing. And if you assume the market leaders are doing, what do we say? Like, I think Travel Perk are aiming to do 100 million this year. And then there's Lola and there's a couple other people there. Yeah. The global market is 1.3 trillion in spend. Hmm. So if you look at markets like food or mobility, and let's say mobility in the classic sense where Uber won and dominated the market. Yeah? yeah. If you look at that, this is maybe 20 times the size as a market. And I think uh, the amount that's been won is like a fraction of a percent. Yeah, and you can accommodate thousands of unicorns in yeah, this yeah. market. Yeah. <laughs> you could actually bring unicorns back from the brink of extinction with this market. Go back to talking about AI and how it kind of works into this space. Mm -hmm. um, because you know, Lola, Lola tried this with the um, with the leisure market initially pivoted to business because there is such an opportunity here, and I think that's something that the industry's paid attention to. Yeah. Um, you guys actually met. You mentioned this to me, Dan, that you guys met through an AI conference or something like that. So, how how did this kind of first come to light that you should put? artificial intelligence first into the into the company so this is kind of like you, when you tell a first date story you know and like a, yeah, couple, yeah. a couple get together and we've told it so, so many what's times it like, now you know? that it's totally, <laughs> totally embellished yeah. yeah philip was carrying a samurai sword or something um, well we were we were at a conference for well i was at a conference for artificial general intelligence 
um, in Prague and general intelligence. Yeah, so like... that's like if we unpack, uh, if we try and unpack that, that's gonna get really messy. <laughs> yeah, so you have like narrow domain intelligence, which is like you know s- simple tasks like classifying an image. Okay, and then you have like more general forms of intelligence, like teaching an agent to identify. If you said go get me a cup of water to some sort of agent, and the agent has to know what a cup is, what water is, where it's located, so they have to have a map or a model of the environment that they're in, and then they have to be able to navigate to it, fill the cup enough, and bring it back to you to have the cup. Yeah, Got and it. you would do that. You could have. Uh, <sighs> Instead of, you would have to train it in some way, but basically it would have a generalizable intelligence to do many tasks. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, have you ever seen the game StarCraft? Yeah. Yeah. Used so to play that. StarCraft yeah. tournaments now at the moment that DeepMind are kicking ass in and trying to teach uh, an agent using like uh, variations of reinforcement learning, which is kind of to do a really uh, terrible job explaining it. Is kind of like how you train an animal. Yeah. Okay. Like it does something good and you tell it it's good over and over again. And if it does something bad, you tell it it's bad. And but so you it's do just crushing reward everybody functions. on StarCraft, yeah. basically, right? But now. anyway, so that's why we're not going to touch artificial intelligence or artificial general intelligence <laughs> too heavy. But I was at a conference. And Philip was at a conference as well. But he was presenting Hot Tailors as like a startup using AI from Central Eastern Europe. And I saw his pitch and I went up to him and I said, yeah, this is good. I like your pitch. I see the market. But it's like, I could pitch, I could, I'll pitch it better. And, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we were and we were standing outside with the organizer and like I'm Irish so I'm reasonably personable yeah if there was a nation that was known for it Irish people have the gift of the gab as they say <laughs> so I I blagged my way into the after party of this uh, artificial intelligence conference because there's always an after party at the conference yeah so we're back in their head offices and Max yeah who was there as well I said to Philip oh I I liked your pitch and Max says to me we were drinking a beer being smart. Uh, what was this pitch about? <laughs> and I pitched Philip back his pitch over a beer. His In company. 30 seconds. And I said, okay, I want this guy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I, I believe artificial intelligence, it's a kind of buzzword. Right. Yeah, it's a buzzword. Yeah. And, uh, but this uh, technology can be applied to a couple of fields. Right, and in the travel industry, I see a huge space for recommender systems. So, choose you the right offers, align with your policy, align with your meetings, align with your business goals, and so on, so on. So you don't need to browse hundreds of websites. That is the first thing. The second thing, it's a voice commander. I believe, uh, and Google is really, really executing the, this space with uh, Google Assistant. And uh, I believe in two, three years, we wouldn't click buttons anymore when we travel. We will just, you know, click and ask, hey, hotelers, can I go <laughs> to San Francisco tonight? And the hotelers will book for you a trip. This is where we aiming the... Um, our road in artificial intelligence. So AI, it's a buzzword, but this can be applied to the couple of fields that really can help people to travel better, smarter, cheaper, faster, yeah, and uh, comfortable. And so uh, all of that is, I believe it's, 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 it's about to be in uh, been uh, kind of uh, smart 
in a way you're choosing those 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 uh, uh, tools to be applied to your platform because today everyone talk about AI and uh, artificial intelligence and you know this kind of uh, assistance like virtual assistance but this needs to be on purpose yeah if mm. you're just adding that as a nice to have to your uh, tool or it's just a part of your pitch deck yeah exactly <laughs> then it doesn't make a sense right. in my in my humble opinion yeah right. so really be wise with adding artificial intelligence to your um, i don't know tools platforms i think this is this is the uh, the ultimate objective yeah, yeah definitely... we, we did do some casework though as well with Microsoft, they have a case study about it where we mm. kind of uh, applied computer vision techniques to the photos from hotels and created our own list of features for recommenders. So there is stuff that you can do, but like Philip says, what is really the added value? For us, it's creating something like a product that the consumer really loves mm-hmm. and maybe capturing preferences and being able to tailor in in that kind of sense of pleasure, being able to... Co-tailor it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> love to unpack this snack that you guys brought us um, today. So, what what did you bring? Kavanosi. Kavanosi is a typical Polish food. Yeah. So typical. No, so I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very tasty. So, what what is it exactly? Uh, it's a meat. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to end. <laughs> This meat. Uh, meat. It's a yeah. meat. Is there a, what kind of meat? Well, the one you have is... I'm going to eat it No, regardless. Let's be clear. You can have this from pork. You can have this from uh, uh, from beef mm. and from chicken even. This is awesome. Yeah. This is so good. It's like sweet. And you don't need to keep them in the fridge. So you can, you can actually go with them whatever you like. Yeah. These are awesome. (laughs) The corporate travel market is extremely saturated. Coming up, you'll hear Philip's entrepreneurial journey to start hotelers and how his take in AI is approaching that market. Are you having a bad Monday? Well, you shouldn't have a bad Monday because you just downloaded funny people talking on your phone, right? So just click the play button. Wait, Danielle, Danielle. What? What's funny people talking? Oh, it's this podcast with, I mean, you're one of the co-hosts, Mark. It's you and me and and Elsie, our producer, she's there. And we have really cool guests on like illustrators and comedians and actors. You should listen. Do you listen to your own podcast? I hear it every time we record it. It's a really good show. You should listen to. Do you listen, Elsie? No. Typical. She, I know. Typical producer. You know who listens? All of our fans who love the show. And <laughs> <laughs> then we dropped Listen it. Listen to funny people talking. Mm. It comes out every Monday on Mouth Media Network and wherever the best podcasts are found. Keep up with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Our episodes are available on iTunes and Google Play and online at travelisyourbusiness.com. Plus, there are a lot more great shows on Mouth Media Network. Take a trip to mouthmedianetwork.com to enjoy them all. And remember, we love fan mail. Drop us a note to say hi, suggest a guest, 
Or if you'd like to become a sponsor on the show, email us at travelbizshow at mouthmedianetwork.com. Let's talk about competition. You know, we were already talking about Lola. We were already talking about the fact that there are people coming to the corporate booking space. Um, but with the attention of AI, with the focus of that, or at least a component of that in their business, what do you find defensible about what Hotelers is doing? Um, what's your, your take on the approach to this market? Well, our USP, unique value proposition, mm-hmm. it's, it's a hybrid because... What we believe is that AI can really help, but it needs to be aligned with the people. So um, what what we actually do is uh, it's a hybrid solution. It's uh, uh, we have over three thousand travel agents all over the world. That's funny. I was going to ask you guys about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are helping you to travel better, and. Uh, about 75% of cases in uh, business travel can be automated. But still, you need uh, like this human touch in an mm. awkward situation. In a, you know, when you're lost in the middle of nowhere on the airport and your flight is delayed, you don't want to talk with EI. Yeah? <laughs> so right. so you, you actually need a real person who handle your headache, right? And I believe this is uh, for the next three to five years, this is the way that artificial intelligence can really um, be um, kind of uh, supporting, but you need to have a people on the back end. Mm. I, I see a lot of companies that are aiming to uh, deliver an artificial intelligence travel agent. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's bullsh- bullshit. <laughs> 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 because y- you... I'm a business traveler. I'm a walking example of my uh, customer, right? And uh, I don't want to be lost uh, with uh, artificial intelligence when my flight is delayed, when my room is not right, and this kind of stuff. You need to have someone to rely on, someone to count on. And these are people who work in the industry for years. But um, advantage uh, of being... uh, you know, the competition, it's all about are you fast enough or not? Yeah? Because there is nothing to patent at the moment in uh, artificial intelligence or technology. Nothing to patent. You need to be faster than your competition. That's it. That's it. So you need to gain more customers and they need to become loyal fast. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that is the mode to start. Mm. Yeah, you build a product that's so good that once you get people on board, they don't want to leave. Right. Yeah, and especially think about, we know how hard it is to get a company to convert. Yeah, and we, we managed to do it. But if if they're using a solution that they hate and it's difficult to get them to convert, imagine how difficult it is to get them to convert once they're using a solution that they really love. Mm. And our job is to get the solution into their hands and that becomes your mode. At the very beginning, we added a functionality on our tool that was a instant feedback. So any user can click on the screen, make a screenshot and say, okay, I don't like this button. I don't like this functionality and so on and so on. So easy for them to uh, to give a feedback to us. And uh, immediately this is applied to, to our platform. So I believe 
Hotelos has been done by by the users, not by us as a, as a developers. Yeah? Very cool. Well, I mean, to to build a base of three thousand agents that are accessible to this. How long have you been working on this at this point? How big is the company? Because that's quite a network to develop. Is it all in-house agents? Um, you know, to build this moat, you must have had an enterprise company on right away to be able to build that up, or was it a fundraising? Like, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the steps in that journey. Yeah. Well, Hotelers started about two years ago as a tool for travel agents, mm-hmm. for business travel agents. So people who've been... Uh, doing bookings for uh, for business travelers but they've been agents and uh, and actually 10 months ago we pivoted to be a solution for users so uh, the 3000 travel agents it's what we gain over the 2 years time of being a tool for travel agents oh. yeah and actually what we see is that 10% year by year the travel agents market is going down so they need something they need the job. Mm. And uh, beside of giving them uh, amazing content to selling to their clients, we gave them uh, a work, a job. Yeah. Mm. So they're super happy because they can sell our inventory to their clients. But in the meantime, they can also service our own clients. And, uh, you know, for the small travel agent in, uh, in, um, in the room, there is no option to to deal with uh, companies like Google, Microsoft, EY, and so on. But then comes Hotelos, and Hotelos sign up all those contracts, and Hotelos gives them an option to service those huge giant uh, gorillas. So, so this is this is I I believe is win win situation because uh, travel agents they are losing the market at the moment because of EI because of you know um, huge um, corporate travel agencies, but what hotelers gives them is an option to stay on the market and mm. be be kind of helping people to travel better faster cheaper. That's really interesting. The um, it's the the agent side. Um, that original B two B. It's basically a B two B solution for mm-hmm. agents, right? Was were you essentially sitting on top of already existing infrastructure like Saber or Amadeus or one of these, and then servicing that inventory to them in like a new display? Because as you know, most people would assume travel agents usually don't like point and click or anything having to do with like new stuff. So how did you onboard those original travel agents and what was that product like that showed you the opportunity that that is now hotelers? At the very beginning, we was aiming to create a B2B2C solution. So the tool for travel agents to be faster uh, towards their customers, right? And, um, and we, we, we've been doing this tool together with them. And uh, and we made a couple of mistakes on the on the road at the very beginning. Like first huge client for us was a travel agency in the south of Europe, and uh, on the meeting there was uh, one of the directors, a lady, and uh, and she asked me for the meeting later on, and she asked me to invest the money into hotelers and become a sales manager, uh, and. Um, and I took the, the, the decision and I uh, I made these mistakes. 
And so, uh, so she was going to invest in the company yeah, and join the team. Yeah, Got exactly, it. exactly. But uh, what I discovered at that time is startup is not about complete solutions. And she was looking for a complete solution to give her friends and, and, and you know, say, okay, this is great. But when you are a startup, you probably learning on the job. Yeah. And you fake until you make it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, so uh, true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so she was pretty embarrassed with a tool that was not working in a way that we was pitching that. Mm. And uh, and we lost a lot of money for her. <laughs> and a lot of lot of time. And um and then we discovered that we need uh, people with blood on teeth, not the uh, like a senior managers and and people who already been there, developed that, win that, and now they want to just cut off. Yeah. So um, yeah, the travel agent side is for Taylor's. I th I think this is our unique value proposition. Yeah, that we have so much, so many experience and um, and. Um, and really, really skilled people on the back end who can help you along your way with uh, difficult situations. Yeah. So, but this was this was a journey, and uh, and we learn a lot from those agents. Yeah. So, actually, the travel agent is an archetype of hoteler. Yeah? Hoteler, it's a travel agent. Hotelers is an army of travel agents. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The uh, and so uh, back to the AI functions of this then. Smart ways to use AI, as you described it, right? What are the tools that are necessary for your business? It sounds like perhaps functions and functionality for your agents to be able to better serve your customers is one. Where are other examples of what AI should be used for in hotelers or just generally in the industry that you'd like to see? Yeah, I, I see like five fields of using EI in a business travel. The first is recommender system, of course, to getting better offers uh, in seconds, yeah? uh, tailored made to your needs and your business goals. Uh, the second is uh, it's a voice. Voice, I believe, will is going to win over the industry and uh, like voice commanders, uh, hey, hotelos, please book me a flight room and, and so on. Then you have uh, uh, um, pictures because what we need to uh, look at is that in B2B travel, I mean, uh, corporate travel, usually the descriptions and the pictures of the hotels and offers are really crappy. <laughs> so um, what we're aiming to do is to deliver a quality of B2C into B2B market. So this is where EI can help you to choose the right picture for the right offer, choose the right description. Because, for example, we have uh, over 90 suppliers, B2B suppliers of hotels. I mean, Amadeus, uh, uh, Ostrovok, uh, Expedia, and so on, so on, so on. And these guys gives us millions of pictures and millions of descriptions. Usually, this is a complete mess. <laughs> so you need to yeah. choose the right ones and display them to the user for him to make the right decision and choose the right hotel, choose the right flight, and so on. Mm. So uh, 
pictures and descriptions. This is like a fourth, third and fourth field. And the last but not least, I believe it's a dynamic travel policies because it's about saving, of course. Company want to be on savings always. But the company needs to also take uh, uh, into consideration the needs of the traveler need to take into consideration the peak seasons um you know like lot of lot of variables and um the regular travel policies they're usually kind of solid and you know they do not take into consideration the special uh, needs or special uh, conditions and i believe ei can do a lot here to be kind of very flexible travel policies that take into consideration the needs of the traveler and the business goals of the company. Yeah. That's very interesting. And they're always uniquely different. So to be able to adapt those yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, wow, you had those right off the top of your head, mm. man. I, do, do you study those? Or is that... <laughs> it's, like, it's like wonderful examples of AI yeah, and just, just travel. To pick up on some of Philip's points. Um, voice, definitely... But equally important with voices, you're not going to say, find me a hotel in New York or find me this specific hotel in New York. You're going to say, I need to go to New York, get me a hotel I like for a price that I like. Yeah, so the, right. you have to have the preferences defined underneath. So you have to have a system that knows, hey, you know, uh, Ben, who's not in the room, would normally like to pay 500 <laughs> euro for a trip at most. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, going off and booking you whatever. So people have to feel comfortable to let go the control and, and let the system do that work. Yeah, yeah and then it's a big struggle. In terms of, uh, pre again, preferences, it's all preference capture. Uh, limiting that search space, like making sense of the mess. So much of what AI does, what machine learning does, what good companies do is making sense of the mess that we have made of the internet. <laughs> yeah. So finding some way to get me a nugget of value. And that again is the tracking of preferences and the limiting of the search space. So yeah, it's very well said. And I think that's uh it's gonna be a definitely a, a shift in consumer behavior for the uh the trust factor and the ability to kind of let go of that uh, you know, the fact that they want thirty tabs open to book their trip mm. and such. Um well I, I wanna um also you know, highlight some of the stuff you guys have going on. You mentioned there's uh, what's exciting coming up for Hoteler uh, right now and, and kind of where do you want to take the company from here? So we're on a bit of a, a U.S. tour. We've uh, been here before and we have customers actually in this market and salespersons and investors. Um, but we're kind of doing an extended tour, myself and Philip. So we're in New York. Uh, we're checking out your lovely corporate pitch tonight, tomorrow in Voyager HQ. We're also members of WeWork Labs, so I'll give a shout out to WeWork Labs Warsaw. Um, so we have a global passport, so we're allowed to travel. Cool. So we're, awesome. I think, down on Varick Street is the one we're enrolled in. Cool. Also, the Polish Investment and Trade Agency are supporting us in our travel, so free base of operations and outreach. From uh, here, Philip flies down to San Francisco to do some company-related things, meet some clients, and also he's been accepted to Founder University with the one and only, the greatest angel investor of all time, so so they say, Jason Calacanis. So he's doing a three-day uh, three founder retreat, ending in a hike, which is the most uh, Californian thing I've ever heard. In my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, from here I fly with you apparently now <laughs> to uh, Miami to take part in the Future of Travel Summit, uh, which is uh, I think Lab Ventures yes. and JetBlue Ventures as the sponsors as well. Yep, and Expedia. And Expedia. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. So it's an interesting. I think the first installment was last year. Yes. So it's an interesting uh, conference, workshop, event, whatever you want to call it, because it combines that disruptive element with the traditional travel elements. So it's very interesting to see kind of technology and travel coalesce in a unique mix. And uh, you can't hear the cold through the audio, but it is so cold in New York right now. So <laughs> looking forward to getting down to Miami. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so that that's our plugs. Yeah, having a conference in Miami is, in February is probably one of the best things that you could possibly do. Um, that's awesome. Well, you guys have a lot of exciting stuff coming up, and I've you know I see that you guys are promising something pretty incredible in a way. Uh, on on your website, you're promising ninety percent faster and thirty percent cheaper. So. I'm, I think it's pretty impressive to say. Also, it's very difficult to be cheaper, faster, and better. And I would say even impossible. You only get two of the three, mm-hmm. right? So um, can you tell me a little bit about you know, how you're doing that and where it's taking hotelers into the future? Well, it's, uh, it's not just our saying that we are 90% faster and 30% cheaper. It's actually an official data from our biggest customer. I cannot tell which one. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) They saved in 2018, they saved 30% compared to 2017. That's massive. That's massive. But that's not even factoring in the time savings. Yeah. Yeah, that's just cost. And and they were already using some other kind of corporate booking tool. Wow, okay. Uh, They've been using one of the biggest travel agencies worldwide, I cannot say. I I cannot name it. (laughs) The company in question is no stranger to the tech space, shall we say, so... And uh, and we gave them this tool and gave them the option of instant feedback. And within these 10 months, they saved a lot of money, but they created hotelers as well. Because GDE, Google Developer Expert Network, it's a, it's an army of the best developers worldwide, UX designers and people like that. And if you have this kind of early adopters on your tool, you can really make a miracles. Yeah? And uh, that, was, that was the goal of Hotelos. Adapt a lot of really great people to the tool and give them an option to comment the tool. And they gave us an instant feedback. We was applying that on, on a daily basis. And... Um, yeah, and we've been saving them a lot of money. Uh, for example, mistakes. In travel, they are very costly. Yeah? So when you mess up with your date, with your name or anything, you can lose a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, if you have everything in a tool, instead of calling, uh, writing emails, there is no room for mistakes. Yeah, so this is, I, I believe this is like one of the biggest values we give to the clients. Everything is stored. Everything is filed. Everything is with a book. Yeah. So, and beside that, people have a variety of choices because we don't give you one hotel to book. We don't give you one flight to book. We are the only one on the market to connect, let's say, three different airlines into one ticket and give you a layover guarantee. So it means that, the, for example, if United is late 
and you cannot uh, catch up your next flight, we give you a hotel and a flight next day without any extra charges. Mm. So we are able to predict this kind of situations and we don't leave our users, uh, you know, themselves on, on the airports and with, with these kind of situations. This is, this is unique value proposition. Very sexy. <laughs> I'd say. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it just the monitoring to be able to make those adaptations and then rebook by the time they even land? Or how, how can you make the guarantee so we, more than you have, anyone else? You have else? live access. You have live access to these travel experts. So mm. you, you don't have to fret in an airport. You just pop open the tool and you go into the chat and you go, my flight is delayed. Or we might message you because we've, oh, that flight is delayed. Yeah. You're not getting the connection. Yeah, we've, yeah, we're monitoring we're, what our... Yeah, monitoring sounds very Orwellian. Yeah, and, but you know what I mean. We're, you know, yeah, if, no, no, I got you. If we, if people are traveling, we're making sure that they're traveling well. Coming up, you'll get to know more about Philip and Dan and what inspires them to travel. Hey, everybody! This is Vikram Iyer with the American Enough podcast, and just wanted to thank all of you for listening and tuning in week after week. And this has been an incredible journey and examination of who America really is against the the headwinds of our modern times. If you are interested in the perspectives of mayors and how the identity of their cities is changing America's fabric or how our foreign policy is changing the way that CIA agents do their business or even how those brave enough to come forward and and stake a claim in the Time's Up or the Me Too movement, how their identities have have been changed by speaking out so publicly, Uh, or even if you're just interested in how Netflix documentarians are viewing the world and using satire and entertainment to cope with our current times, there is something for everybody across this channel and uh, we hope that you continue to subscribe and like wherever you pod american enough can be found on itunes on stitcher on google play Um, and if you have any feedback or would like to or have any ideas for more great shows keep spreading the word this is not over anytime soon So, Philip, what is one thing about your upbringing that's inspired the way you travel now? It can be pretty broad. So, examples. My dad is Swedish. I want to go to Sweden. Another example. Maybe your parents always read the in-flight magazine, so now you read the in-flight magazine. That first one was a terrible example. <laughs> My father is Swedish. You said the way you always travel. You don't always oh. travel to Sweden every time you travel. Or inspire the way you Sweden, travel. No other country. Inspire the way you travel or where yeah, you want to yeah, travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, giving, just, I'm, I'm giving options. Your mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've been traveling all my life, actually. It's uh, and uh, my parents actually run a uh, hotel. And um, in 2012, I came back from uh, UK to Poland, and that was a time of uh, European uh, football championships in Poland. And uh, when I was in UK, I met a lot of people from uh, FIFA, UEFA, you know, these uh, football organizations. And I asked them, do you have uh, hotels for the teams already booked? They said, no, we don't. And we need someone who will manage that in Poland. So I said, okay, let's come back to Poland. Let's book a couple of hotels. And that was actually the start of uh, of my hotel and travel business journey. 
Yeah. And um, that was 2012. Um, then I ran, um, yeah, I've been a hotel manager in Poland and in UK. Um, and later on, I, uh, I started my first startup. Uh, travel startup. It was Facebooking. <laughs> it was booking about by your face. So my uh, my big idea was that we don't need credit cards anymore. We don't need checks and, and stuff like that because we have our social profiles and they are pretty reliable. So instead of giving your credit card details um, to 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 the hotel to the to the airline. You'll give your personal face, yeah. And I've been working in a couple of hotels, and I've seen uh, like a lot of uh, bookings coming with all the details about credit cards. And believe me, this is a huge room for fraud. Yeah? So, let's say you are a receptionist; you have an access to I don't know thousand people credit card details, and on the Friday evening you do the scan. And you taking I don't know hundred dollars from each of them. Thirty percent will not even notice that you took the hundred dollars. Yeah, the rest you're just sending back the hundred dollars and saying, "Hey, that was a mistake." So I seen this huge room for fraud, and I and I seen a, an option of personalization that the, the techno, technology came to the market. And, you know, since you really take care about your Facebook profile, LinkedIn profile, more than your credit card, <laughs> why you shouldn't use this as a guarantee? Yeah? And that was my first idea. And then, the, then I realized that I'm not able to compete with Booking.com anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I realized that the enterprise, the companies are not so much uh, about, um, you know, you as an employee, you give your personal details to the company anyway, right? With a leisure travel, people are kind of more, I don't want to give too much details about myself. But when you travel for your company, you're giving those details anyway. And the company knows. And, uh, and they're selling that data anyway. Yeah, exactly. So... Uh, <laughs> Then I, I, I discovered that the personalization can be really applied to the corporate travel, not to the leisure travel at the moment. So this is how uh, we we become hotelers. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Nice. So you grew up in travel. It's kind of literally been in your blood since yeah. Yeah. birth. That's awesome. So Dan, same question to steer it over how to you. What is one thing about your upbringing that inspired, inspires the way that you travel now? Mm, how personal do you want me to get? As personal as you feel comfortable with. Um, so mine is kind of like a circuitous route into startups. Um, so I'm from like a single parent household. Uh, all women. All I have three older sisters and a mother. So I'm the only boy. Yeah, and I'm the youngest, which is a very privileged position. <laughs> And you know, my, just a four also, just saying. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Spoiled brats. And my whole, my whole family, I watch people, my whole life, my, not to 
lay any claims, but my uh, I come from a reasonably well-educated family. Yeah, my mother uh, is like a biochemist. My sister is a, a nurse. My other sister was, is a writer, and one of my other sisters is an accountant. Yeah, so everyone kind of went to college, and my mother made sure that we all worked very hard. But I watched everyone in my family like play the game. So in Ireland, it's like you know, go get a job, work, blah, 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 then retire. And nobody ever got ahead. You know, I watched everybody work and never really get ahead. And I was like, for the time it came to my age, I was like, stop this. Like, there's got to be... <laughs> I, know, I know what's that way. Like, I know what happens if I go that way. And at the same time, and I am, I am going to answer how it affected my travel. Yeah. I got accepted into this weird European Union training program. Yeah. So it was a Horizon 2020 goal project called uh eu excel and it was a two-year virtual accelerator two-year remote accelerator program run by the european union and basically they tried they said okay in silicon valley is like the mecca of startup culture uh everyone wants to be like silicon valley why is it so good okay well if you look at silicon valley they have diverse teams of people from all walks of life and research would show that if you have a diverse team they're better at tackling problems but research in Europe showed that startup teams were predominantly founded by people from the same nation. So startups in Germany were German founders, startups from France were French founders, and so on and so forth. So they said, I know what we'll do. Why don't we try and build uh, dislocated teams, bring them together and train them in entrepreneurship? So that was, I think, three or four years ago. That was how I got my look in. And I said, I love this. And for the last number of years, I've worked kind of totally remotely and my packing has been, I normally travel around. Uh, so Philip was actually laughing at me in the airport. I bring everything because I never know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so much so that like they stopped me in Dublin airport because I had so many wires in my bag. They had to take it out <laughs> just in case it was something nefarious. You know what I mean? I'm talking like three connectors for visual display, <laughs> multiple wires and charge packs with five charges, uh, my own presentation clicker in case I have to do one. And I like the ergonomics that it has. <laughs> So I have traveled and worked and worked remotely for a long time. Uh, so and now I do similar stuff. So kind of my upbringing pushed me into entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship taught me to be prepared for every eventuality and think of my feet. So I'm very much a neat traveler. I established like a little habit and routine when I arrive in a place. So I think that's how it affected me. A wonderful answer. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome, man. So we've talked a lot about your guys company and also individually by you. Uh, what's a final thought that you'd like to share? Uh, could be a reflection on what we've talked about today. It could be about your experiences overall. Um, pretty much anything. I'll let you guys go one at a time too as well. Thanks for throwing me in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose from my point of view, I have spent a lot of time, not a lot of time, that's probably an over-exaggeration, I spent a reasonable amount of time working in early-stage startups. And Philip, through serendipity, I met him having beers, and he gave me an opportunity to apply skills that I knew I had developed, but couldn't find a place to put them in the normal corporate world. So I suppose one thing that I'm excited for, and my final thought, is that I get to help Philip scale his company and hopefully uh, I can be an asset to what we do going forward. Awesome. Yeah. And I believe that travel is about people, people on the back end and people traveling. 
And you need to, even though we're talking about the corporate travel, so uh, the business goals are the most uh, important, but saving time or money is not the goal of the business trip. The goal of the business trip is to win your business, right? So make people happy while they travel by the other people. And I believe this is this is the the, the uniqueness of hotelers, and uh, and this is where we're aiming to. We have amazing people in in the team. We have like thirty three people right now, and uh, we have great privilege to be located in Poland actually, because we have best developers worldwide. Yeah. So uh, and they are pretty cheap. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, but doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, sensible price. <laughs> yeah. You should see the developer cave. Actually, yeah, yeah, they yeah. all work in one room. Yeah, like, like this huge room, lot of dust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all day. Yeah. yeah, and they drink in like three liters of Coca Cola per day. <laughs> per <person>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, and. W- we giving uh, at hotelers. We given an option to pretty crazy people, like Dan, myself, and the rest of the team, to develop their skills to the highest level. And I think this is this is the magic behind. It, yeah. So really count on people, not the technology. Technology is today we have AI. Tomorrow we have blockchain and all of this stuff. But this needs to be applied by people for people. And I I think this is this is the key to to really successful company. Awesome. And uh, is there a way that uh, somebody listening to this could get in touch with either of you or uh, your work at Hotelers? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, so how would they do that? Would Instagram, uh, there email. Is a, there is. Uh, what's that? You use. Write me on <laughs> philip at hotelers.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> What's that email? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or you can grab us on the socials and uh, yeah. send us a direct message. Or you can meet us on the conference as I met Dan. And yeah. it was really, really cool because uh, after my pitch, I came to the group of people and I was t- together with my colleague Max. And as Dan, Dan mentioned, he said, oh, that was very good pitch. And Max is kind of tricky guy and said, hey, so what was this about? (laughs) (laughs) And Dan was able to pitch my company in 30 seconds instead of five minutes. I said, okay, I want this guy in my team. So, you know, it's uh, it's difficult for uh, for Polish company because, you know, the rates, the, the wages in Poland are pretty low. So to attract talents all over the world, it's difficult. But... We are able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can it's reach out on, uh, to philip at hotelers.com. Uh, there's also a jobs at hotelers.com. Yeah, cool. Um, we are looking for, look, if you're good at what you do and you're hungry, then we'll take you on. And if you have a blood on teeth. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blood on the teeth. I uh, love people that, that want to relocate to Warsaw is also beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I work like I work uh, from Dublin. We have a lot of remote, remote. So we're, I think we're five locations: Dubai, uh, Dublin, Warsaw, Poznan, so, and uh, San Francisco. Yeah, so they're kind awesome. of our key locations. So if you're in any of them yeah. or fancy moving to any of them, and you have the skills, uh, feel free to reach out. We actually have uh, one salesman in San Francisco, 
mm-hmm. who used to be a head of distribution at Kayak. Of, oh, really? And he joined Hotelos a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great fit there. <laughs> that's awesome, man. So, so yeah, we need- uh, I'm going to San Fran. Uh, actually, I have already one investor in, uh, in the Valley. And uh, he's a lawyer, and we're setting up a U- United States company. Potatoes going Delaware. To Congrats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's the next step for us. Awesome. And in the winter, I will probably become a U.S. citizen. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, awesome. This has been Travel Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show, or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at travelisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Travel Biz Show. That's Travel B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, travelisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.